If I don't feel like shopping, I always say the same thing to my wife. It's uh, the story of when Umar al-Khattab was in the market. So one of the companions there, he said, he said, what are you getting? He said, I, I desired meat, so I came to buy it. And so he Allah. said, Every time you desire something, you just go out and buy it. And he's not saying it's haram or rude or bad or anything. He's just saying, you don't always just follow your desire like that. You know? And so anytime I don't want to shop, but even if it did right the whole point is the whole that even i would say don't even use that word homosexuality or sexuality or gay or even straight yeah because these are loaded they're they're loaded with uh made up uh, kind of ideological constructs that we don't that aren't from our own tradition so we become desensitized to it you know someone tells you a joke about zina it's Mm. like third biggest sin in islam you're just like oh it's not funny you know yeah and and you know the scholars say about zina is that it is a sin that takes away Adamiyat al-Adami. It takes oh, away the fine. human side of the human being and you become like an animal. And this normalization of this, of zina, of uh, other types of relationships and so forth, the real issue is you've just turned your that those material impulses, which for the majority of the world used to be a virtue to resist, You've turned that into the king. Like one of the shiuch was telling me, he was dealing with a divorce case, and the wife is trying to get over half a million dollars from her husband. And so, and she was telling him, it's my right. And he was telling her, you don't have the right, really, <laughs> to take this man's money like that. You don't. It's my right. Uh, no, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> a lot of your audience will probably not be familiar with because he's in Ar- Egyptian. He's in Arabic. He's hilarious. And he's, he's so funny. And you got these isolated clips from him. People are just passing around on WhatsApp and whatever. So one time this lady calls him up. He's got a live show on TV. And she said, yes, Sheikh, I divorced from my husband. Can I use the child as a weapon against him? And he just very quickly and seriously looks at the camera. He says, if you do that, you will enter the hellfire and you will sit on the lap of Abu Jahl. <laughs> <laughs> Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to today's uh, podcast. We've got a really good one for you today. We um, finally caught up with Sheikh Kamal al-Maki after ages. We had a really nice conversation. We spoke about how the UK Muslimic scene is so much better than uh, the USA one. Uh, how uh, I'm better at basketball than him and a few other things like his upcoming course uh, on Tafsir Surah Al-Nur. Anyways, a cracking podcast. Can't wait for you to uh, have a listen. Just before we begin, just a quick reminder. If you're interested in this kind of stuff, give it a like, give it a share. Uh, hit the subscribe button and the um, bell notification as well so you get notified of future releases uh, also get involved in the conversation in the comments we always like to see brothers and sisters um, agreeing disagreeing and uh, discussing things in the comments below and also thirdly uh, if you like this kind of stuff you want to see it continue please do consider subscribing and uh, donating five pounds a month uh, you can click the link in the description below uh, it will really help uh, you know Take the podcast to the next level, inshallah. And without further ado, Sheikh Kamal Maki. So, how have you been? Alhamdulillah, 100%. Very good, alhamdulillah. Mashallah. 
I mean, um, Amara Shukri, he reached out to us saying, you know, we've got an opportunity to have Sheikh Kamal Maki on again. And I was like, yes. oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I was like, yay. <laughs> he goes, yeah, it's good. You guys have good banter and stuff. And I was like, yeah, good banter. What's the topic of uh, his talk, his uh, course he's doing? He's like, Zina. I was like. <laughs> Very good banter. Great banter. <laughs> I was like, all of my uh, jokes on that topic are not suitable for this audience. <laughs> but uh, oh wait, what, what's what's this uh, thing about that you're preparing? I think is, is a it's a uh, what's it called? Uh, online course, the Maghrib. Yeah. So this is the online launch of Confidential. Confidential is uh, is basically the Tafsir of Surah Al Nur. Ah, and nice. uh, except for one city, we usually cover the entire surah, the Tafsir of every single verse, just about. But um, so now it's on, uh, it was recorded, I think we recorded during COVID or something. And now it's just online. And uh, I believe it's a, it's a very important course. If you live in the West, you, I, I mean, if I say you need to take this course, right? any course is like, you need to take this course. It's like a course about uh, trees. You need to take this course. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this one is where the subject matter is all around us. Meaning, you watch a sitcom. The whole the central theme is oh, two people committed zina. They're hiding it from the rest of the friends group. Oh. You know, you you're watching a, a movie. The central theme is about zina. You're reading a no, novel, or I don't know why you would read it, but not romance novel, and it's all about zina. You know, and then for, someone for tells research. you a joke. Huh? For research purposes. For research, yes, of yeah. course, of course. <laughs> For science. <laughs> I mean, I saw the cover, like, I must research this topic. <laughs> so, so we become desensitized to it, you know? Someone tells you a joke about zina. It's mm. like third biggest sin in Islam. You're just like, ha, ha. Uh, it's not funny, you know? Yeah. And 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 uh, this is, uh, let me introduce Gaza here, okay? There's Mashallah. a reason. I'm not trying to look like a Bond villain, but this is Gaza. <laughs> Okay, Mashallah. she's a she's a very very sweet cat. She's we have three kittens now. This is the only one that was just the minute you hold it, it starts to fall asleep. You know, Mashallah, Mashallah. So super super cute. Look at that. Mashallah. So she you're you're trying to master every a, a new kind of domain in life now. So you've done the the sheikh <laughs> gig, you've done the stand up comedy, and now you're looking for the old uh, viral cat video sensation. <laughs> All um, you need is a cucumber, I, mean, I think. I think. I saw some vid- uh, uh, videos of cats kind of re- reacting uh, uh, in a petrified way to cucumbers for some reason. Yes, uh, those videos are hilarious. Yeah. Cats getting scared. Like, that's the only reason you get a cat, is to scare <laughs> There's no other reason. Sounds a bit haram, though. It sounds a bit mean, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, Islam Trinity does not condone any cruelty to cats uh, or other uh, higher, higher, higher mammals. Not even dogs? Dogs are okay. You really? You do like dogs? I I like I, I like the cute ones, and yeah. the clever ones. Yeah, uh, I need to I, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I don't know. I grew up with six dogs. Okay, I mean not at the same time, but I had. Uh, <laughs> that explains Pakistan. a lot. Seen <laughs> jungle book. In Pakistan, I had I had an English setter in Pakistan. And hunting dog, you know, English setters, it's a, it's a hunting dog. I mean, that's the, the first and last time I, I owned anything with the word English on it. But it's an English setter and a hunting dog. Very, very smart, intelligent dog. 
Then I had a ger- like five German shepherds after that, you know? And, but the weird thing is like, I cannot stand dogs now. I don't like anything about them. The way they wag their tail, I cannot stand them. Of course, their smell is just unbearable. And um, mm. I think it's, I believe uh, it's very unnatural to have a dog as a pet. Uh, dogs were never pets. So people don't know about the history of dogs. They were never pets. They were working animals. Mm. And the whole thing about breeds, if there's anything incredible about dogs, is that you could take this dog and and make it for a specific job, whether it's herding or hunting or guarding or fighting or uh, ratting, like just to catch rats, like these terriers. And the breed becomes just made for that. Mm. Like rat terriers are completely ready for that. Even if you, I mean, you can train them in an, in an instant. So they're, they're actually a working animal. And then what happens, you know, industrial revolution, blah, blah, blah. And people didn't what do we need do dogs with all these dogs? <laughs> we didn't need dogs anymore. So they started bringing them inside the house, putting them in the bed, sleeping with them, yeah, calling them their gross. children. And, and that's it's really just as a result of, you know, modernization and money that now a working animal became just a, a, a member of the family, as they say. When so, you said um, I grew up with six dogs, I thought you meant like close friends that you run with. And like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've never actually owned a dog. Dogs. It's just, uh, <laughs> but it's just, you know, they look kind of cute when they. I have a couple of those dogs too. Dogs. Yeah, <laughs> 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 How is DMX? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, has he converted to Islam yet? He died. Really? <laughs> DMX died. <laughs> I'm not laughing that he died. I'm laughing that <laughs> he died like uh, two or three months ago. Oh my god! From some, I forgot what it was. Some kind of heart thing, whatever. And um, I mean, there, there was uh, there were some people very moved by his death. They were telling me what a huge loss it is, and maybe he did things that I'm I'm not aware of. Okay, but what I'm aware of is just a guy who raps and wears gold and acts like a thug and stuff. I'm like. Yeah, huge loss for the world. Where are you going to find a thug to replace him? <laughs> Talk is cheap, brothers and sisters. Look, I, it's weird. Like these were Muslims who were like very moved by his death, and like you know, it's a huge loss. And and I was and I was hurt for a couple of days. Okay, <laughs> we're. Uh, I guess I'm not going to lie. I'm kind, really of, I am kind of hurt as well. You are. You're sad now. We're going to cancel yeah. the podcast. So more. <laughs> I need to grieve properly. Like, what are you Man. doing? No, go to mom. I'm 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 in the middle of a really busy and really uh, important thing, guest. That's your engineer. <laughs> That's my son, Zaku. <laughs> okay. I told him uh, we got, got a really important podcast today, and they were like, "Who is it?" Shikamal Maki. Oh, it's okay then. I'll come in and dis- disturb you. I'll come in and disturb you. <laughs> Can I get a refill? <laughs> so this this course, then uh, uh, you're saying that the, the issue is a lot of people in our society today they belittle and become desensitized to zina. Absolutely, it's no big deal anymore, you know. Or or maybe just people forget how serious it is. Mm. Forget that. So the the reason I had that cap uh, at the beginning was uh, so. I think two years ago or a year and a half ago, we got these two kittens. They were siblings, all right, brothers. Actually, we got three. 
and the third one just started pooping everywhere. So we we put an ad and we dumped him on another unsuspecting family. <laughs> All right. But the the other two, they grew up in the house and everything. Uh, one is named Medina. Okay. And Medina is the, the woman, obviously, the girl. And then uh, Medina went into heat. And they're for the for 24-7. All we're trying to do is just push the male away. <laughs> and I'm like, that's your sister. And this is the result. Three kittens now. <laughs> the one that I had was Gaza. All right. And uh, so what does that have to do with the topic? You know, the scholars say about zina is that it is a sin that takes away Adamiyat and Adami. It takes oh, away the funny. human side of the human being. And you become like an animal. Like like these two kittens, the brother and sister, they have no, I mean, they were born together, they always lived together, but then it's just, they're animals. Mm. And when human beings commit zina, they say they become worse than animals because animals in some ways are actually better than humans at zina. In this case, they're worse because they have no idea, no, it's a sister, no idea. But for example, uh, when we even search this, that there is with a dispute of one animal, there's a there's difference of opinion, but there's not a single animal in the world where the female is pregnant and she accepts males to mate with her, ever. Actually, mm. most animals will viciously fight off a male. If the female is pregnant, any male approaches her, he's in trouble. I mean, from mice to rats, for God's sake. Wow. No animal accepts that. But a human, female can be pregnant, no problem. Mm. So that's why it takes away the human side of the human being. And... Uh, it, it is rampant, of course, in the, in our communities and everything. And sometimes someone will come to my office and just very casually tell me, ah, I shouldn't have done this, you know, and committed zina. I'm like, you mean I shouldn't have done this? What do you mean you shouldn't have done it? Mm-hmm. Like, if you murdered someone, which is the number two sin, would you come and be like, ah, I shouldn't have done it, but I, I bust a cap with him? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do get a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was with my dogs and we busted a cap in this guy. In this cat. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's a serious topic. I usually like to have fun with you, you know. So, mm. I could tell you some jokes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I always tell people, just don't even tell Zina jokes, you know. Yeah. I, I like the, you know, the hadith of, uh, you know, whichever, whoever you see is, uh, you know, a munkar, a reprehensible act, then he should change it with his hands, if not, then with his tongue. But, we're focusing on the end of the hadith here. If not, then change it with his heart, which means what? That you also don't accept it, that in your heart you resist this and you you hate the mm. sin, you dislike the sin. And that is, that's the weakest of iman. So, okay, the weakest of iman is for me to hate a sin. How do I define laughing at the sin? Like, what do I call that? Mm. I mean, this is a hypothetical question. I'm not saying you yeah, have no yeah. iman or you're a cow, but how do I def- like? I'm supposed to hate this sin with my heart, and now, and that's the, the I love this hadith. Allah, it, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is brilliant. Awesome. Because if he didn't had had this have this addition, then people would, if they can't change it with their hand or tongue, they would accept it in their heart. And there's so many sins now. Okay, there's so many mm. sins now. Should I give clues? But I think we know what I'm talking about that you can't open your mouth about. You put a post about it, it'll get deleted. And now Muslims, if you open your mouth about it, they'll report you, okay? And, but at least nobody can go, come in here yeah. and make me not hate it. At least for me, I'll deny that sin in my heart. 
and I can't open my mouth. I can't move move my hands. Yeah, like, yeah. nobody can come in here. But what happens when you don't even hate it here? That's a big deal. Assalamualaikum, guys. Sorry to butt in. <laughs> Uh, but if you like what you see so far, uh, give it a like. Let us know in the comments below. Uh, if you disagree with something, just let us know in the comments below as well. And uh, look forward to having an argument with you in the comments. And that's part of the, uh, the 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 broader cultural kind of uh, imposition of certain values, certain Western way of life, and and, and white Western kind of um, cultural norms and stuff that are just being kind of blasted uh, throughout the world. Um, I mean, nobody's safe really I mean I remember when I was in Morocco For a holiday I was just browsing the, the TV in the living room And um, I saw like a channel Like for free A free channel Just playing the latest Hollywood blockbuster movies That weren't even out here yet <laughs> Yes wow. In Maghrib yeah uh, And uh I was like looking, I was like, these films aren't even out yet. I mean, you know, researched wow. Google and stuff. But uh, they're just playing them back after, you know, back-to-back uh, uh, -back movies, just just, just blasting yes. these out there. And I went to a sheikh who has some connection with the country, and I said, I bet your young people, the the, the teenagers and, and early 20s and stuff in particular, I bet they're having a bit some kind of crisis as well of their identity and, and their values and their cultural norms and stuff. And he goes, yeah, yeah, this is a huge part of it. Just kind of... Uh, that soft power, you know, it's done by NGOs, yeah. it's done by different organizations, but the cultural kind of production is very um, heavy on that as well. There's a really good book um, by Joseph Massad called Islam and Liberalism, right? He talks about a few kind of um, um, pushes on, in, in, on, from an imperialist perspective, yeah, of, of, of kind mm -hmm. of soft imperialism. He talks about women's rights, talks about um, LGBT and he talks about um, democracy despotism kind of um, um, dichotomy and he's, he highlights so many subtle kind of things from, from NGOs to um, charities to to kind of these, these cultural you know just um, uh, kind of uh, uh, ways to um, basically push a, a view of uh, you know Islam being something in need in need of you know um uh, enlightening with these kind of West, white western values and norms and stuff and part of that is just how you, the, the notion of marriage and family and stuff you know and you you kind of alluded to the lgbt stuff um because you're and, because you're scared to say it yourself but i'm not scared and, and, it, and it was clear that i was gonna say that it, i didn't even hint to the yeah. group and everyone immediately understands which group you can't yeah. talk about i was gonna i mean i have this joke where i say you know there are those who rent and there are those who are homeowners, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that's all we can do now. So, uh, but you know, I actually realized this. I was in uh, in Sudan like something like ten years ago, and then I had an American friend in Sudan, and then he just brought it to my attention. He says, "In America, is there any channel that shows the latest movies for free?" <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? You're right. There isn't." And they're like, "There are two channels here, yeah. back to back, twenty four seven, just the latest movies, and it's for free." And of course, one of the biggest exports of the U.S. is really pop culture. Yeah. And and what's interesting is that we even saw the difference. We saw what happened. Like in Sudan, it changed how young people, um, like how they evaluate beauty and stuff like that. It changed mm. because, uh, you know, like, like most Arabs, 
the the overweight woman who was the most beautiful woman. And until recently in Sudan, you know, this guy was telling me that math class was a fitna for him because the math teacher was extremely overweight and she was gorgeous and all that stuff. And the way he, what he was describing, I'm not going to describe it on yeah. the show. He wasn't very graphic, but it's basically he was describing a walrus, basically. <laughs> and he was just, <laughs> and he's telling me how gorgeous and stuff. Now, after these movies, now in Sudan, they look for the skinny, malnourished girl yeah. because that's the standard of beauty and it changed. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, even in the Indian subcontinent, um, the, 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 the number one or something selling beauty product is fair and lovely. You know, skin oh, yeah. whitening cream, which oh, does yeah. God knows what else. And, like, you know, and it you creates the, problems. And you um, got the big guy, like Bollywood stars selling it and stuff and, and, and uh, on the advertisements. I, I saw this documentary on uh, skin bleaching in, the, in Jamaica and the problem mm. with it, you know. And it says in Sudan and everywhere. And, and there would be like super, super dark skinned black girls, but they've been bleaching their face, only the face, for years. And but they look Spongy. like an eggplant. They're purple, <laughs> and wow. and now it, and the guys don't fall for it. So the guys are like, "Yeah, I saw her face." And the guy will be like, "Did you see her hands, though?" <laughs> because they know, <laughs> yeah. And in this documentary in Jamaica, the whole documentary they were just oh showing uh, you know like women in the street, and they're like, "Me bleach, me bleach." <laughs> Subhanallah. But this is it's the same kind of. It's the same. I see that uh, the the imposition of certain values with regards to you know what's normal uh, for a relationship uh, on the same continuum as what's beautiful in a person, right? Or what's what's you know appropriate behavior and inappropriate behavior. One of the rants yeah. that you did in the in the amazing rant man series was about even forget what if something's halal or haram for one second. Is it appropriate? Is or is it min uh, what did you say khawarim al muru'a for example, yeah is it yes. is is it something appropriate and inappropriate, and it doesn't have to be that what's appropriate and inappropriate from one culture has to be the same for another. But whilst you're in that milieu, you know you know you you have some you know um, uh, customs and stuff that that you know you don't want to go outside of like you mentioned you know chewing gum on the mimbar for example. That's not yeah. appropriate, but doing it, you know, just walking around might be okay. But um, what's normal and abnormal, what's appropriate and inappropriate, it's being kind of concretized according to the the white Western uh, experience, and then kind of imposed on the rest of the world, um, either via the soft kind of power with Hollywood and that kind of stuff being showed, or right. actual NGOs and U.S. aid and uh, you know, um, foreign policy decisions and and, and, uh, and that kind of stuff, and I think the whole thing about relationships, um, kind of man woman and same sex relationships, they that is all part and parcel of that thing. So it's essentially, um, you know, the way it's the way it's seen, and I think Muslims uh, um, maybe do some damage and some du'at as well. We need to. Uh, mm. Put our finger exactly on what we disagree with, right? Because it's presented in a whole broad discourse, right? Of um, human beings are individuated across these discrete, rigid categories that are deterministic, that never change, that are, you know, just like eye color, hair color, 
there's something called sexual orientation and if you if you accept that premise then you only can be one of two people in this two characters in this discourse you can either be the enlightened ally who's nice and you know not racist and right. not bigoted or you could be the the zealous or the, the bigoted uh, homophobic kind of guy who's just in need of a bit of enlightening um that that is the 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 kind of narrative that's there what we need to do is challenge the, the the assumption in the first place that the this whole belief that human be- human beings are uh you know in these discrete categories and this this thing called sexuality which only didn't exist before the 19th century by the way um this is a unique cultural product of yes. christianity christian confessional tradition of um, the victorian uh, kind of pi- piety in england of so many historical things that are unique to one set of people but they're just kind of blasted across the world and imposed exactly. on everyone else we don't have that's yes. why i think i say uh, to duat even you should never even use the language of heterosexuality homosexuality all this kind of stuff because this is and uh, these are ideologically kind of formed things once you start to enter it uh you you're you're fighting with one hand behind behind your back basically and uh, uh what we should do in my opinion is just just get people to realize that this is your belief right these are your values and and cultural kind of norms and stuff but we have different ones we don't believe that human beings have this magical thing that determines them into one particular type of behavior or whatever we believe that human right. beings have and that i think that is the the key here and it, and it's linked to zina as well because you said something really deep you said maybe by accident but you said something you said uh, zina actually takes away the human humanity out of our um kind of physical being yeah at the human being the the the, the thing which just one of the things which di- differentiates us from the animals is we have that spark or something inside us some kind of ability to control the material impulses you know you can determine or or, or predict human behavior to an extent right you turn the you know the heating up someone's going to sweat or get a bit annoyed you turn it down they're going to shiver and they're going to be more likely more inclined to get a blanket or something but there's something beyond that beyond the physical uh impulses the material impulses that every i think every wisdom tradition recognizes whether it's kind of yes. spooky superstitious people or uh you know the the spiritual kind of hippie type people or even you know uh christians and jews and that kind of stuff but there's something within us that that regards resisting that as a virtue you know that Sorry. that there's something in a human being that um you know if you refuse to be governed by your material impulses yeah that power inside you whatever you want to call it it becomes stronger and the will to you know carry out difficult things for a delayed kind of reward and that kind of stuff and this normalization of this of zina of uh other types of relationships and so forth the real issue is you've just turned your that those material impulses which for majority of the world used to be a virtue to resist you've turned that into the king and the dis- yes. you know, the the actual the, you've inflated that 
thing inside you which says you know when you're hungry go and eat when you're thirsty go and drink something when you're uh you know uh, <laughs> the other thing you're, you go and <laughs> you're, you're bringing up one of my favorite quotes like this <laughs> something i always uh, if i don't feel like shopping i always say the same thing to my wife it's uh, the story of when Khattab was in the market so one of the companions there he said he said what are you getting so that i desired meat so i came to buy it and so he Allah said Allah. every time you desire something you just go out and buy it he's not saying it's haram or rude or bad or anything he's just saying you don't always just follow your desire like that you know and so anytime i don't want to shop or go get some i like i want ice cream like Allah. <laughs> And then yeah. you're on Amazon buying like a new, uh, <laughs> getting some <laughs> motorcycle <new> PS5. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'll tell you something interesting. I I don't you know I I still remember my like classes like they were yesterday. Like when I'll I can tell you a math class from second grade or a biology class from third grade. I remember these things very well. Mm. I remember it was third grade, and the teacher was saying that first of all they were they were teaching us in biology that human beings are animals right they i don't know what they teach today because it changes all the time but they were teaching us that human beings are an animal they're just like the other animals but this is the one that speaks and smart and all that stuff and of course in islam we don't have that we have the creation of the human being and we have animals mentioned and it's not like we're from this group but i remember very well our teacher saying the difference between us and animals is the opposable thought of course, this is, yeah, and, and I remember saying, I was in third grade thinking, so you tell me the difference between me and a zebra is this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's kind of evolution is really what, because one day, because of the opposable thumb, whatever we used to be, we were able to pick up a stick and use a tool, and, a and because of that, we advanced and, and progressed and what have you, but re- realistically, is it mm. really just the difference with the opposable thumb? I mean, Chimps and, and apes and whatever, they've got that, they can grab things. But the issue is that really it comes down to what you were saying, self-control. How are you a human and not an animal? Animals are hungry, they eat. You know, they need to poop, they just turn around and just let it rip. Mm. But for humans, it's about self-control. And that's that's really what, and then the morality and all these other the values that you're referring to, to tell me that that's... we're just like the animals. Mm. But, but listen, one of the things that they use is... Uh, and I've heard this argument, obviously, many times, but even heard some du'a use it. That, oh, there is homosexuality in animals as well. <laughs> I mean, until, until today, I am personally not convinced that, that, I mean, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about animals being gay, you know? Like, never in the Serengeti did a lion see another lion. And say, <laughs> <"Rawr."> <laughs> but even but, if it did, right? The whole thank point you very is- much. The whole that even I would say don't even use that word homosexuality or sexuality or gay or even straight, yeah, because these are loaded. With, they're yeah. loaded with uh, made-up uh, kind of ideological constructs that we don't that aren't from our own tradition. Salakum guys, me again. Just a quick reminder: if you do want to support this podcast, please head over to the link on the uh, screen right now to donate as little as five pounds a month to help keep it going. All right. Um, it's like, uh, and that's why, by the way, what I'm saying, this is like common knowledge amongst even uh, kind of um, uh, advocates of 
uh, from one angle, LGBT kind of rights and that kind of stuff, because that's why they use the word queer, right? Queer is to is is to recognize that these categories don't actually even exist, right? And there's there's a lot of dispute uh, among people in the field. I mean, the established kind of a uh, truth in in queer theory that sexuality doesn't exist. It's a product of culture. It's a product of uh, uh, it's a social con- uh, con- construct. It's like yeah. trying to differentiate the difference between a five dollar bill and a ten dollar bill um, by putting it under a microscope and seeing you know what what makes one less uh, valuable. Yeah. It's just some. It's just a, a norm that people have. So sexuality doesn't just not exist in animals. It didn't even exist in humans before the nineteenth century, right? The the the. the uh, one of the, the the historians who put it really succinctly, um, he said uh, uh, during I think in the eighteen uh, hundreds uh, at some point he said um, what was once a temporary an- uh, aberration became a species when the sodomite was referred to the hom- as a homosexual. So what was once in, t- in terms of, t- and he himself is, you know, was was uh, you know, uh, uh, engaged in same sex relationship and stuff like that. So it's not an issue of uh, some kind of you know um, bigotry or, or tribalism here, the one group against right. the other. No, no, he's just stating a matter of fact that the discourse was that no one, no, no, at no time in human history was your were your actions uh, sexual or otherwise kind of uh, deemed a sign of some kind of magical quality inside you that is just waiting to escape, yeah. right? That this this is part of your yeah. identity and that kind of stuff. So that was t- turned to, uh, and is now turned into political identity, uh, When whereas before it was just, and as Muslims regard it, it's just an uh, issue of uh, hawa and different desires and different, and human beings yeah. change that all the time. Oh, you know, from, oh Absolutely. And by the way, my, my point was just a, a simple point going back to the whole humans versus animals thing. It was like, suppose you were to show me that in, in the animal kingdom. And suppose we could confirm a million <laughs> queer zebras, all right, or whatever, or gay zebras. What, what does that have to do with me? Since when do we take animals as role models? Since when does a human say, oh, it happens in the animal kingdom, that means it's okay, or that means it's not. Since when does that? But that's what I'm saying. This yeah. whole thing of seeing us as just an animal that we could just, if they do it, we can do it. Like, anyways, look <laughs> at my yeah, cat's example. The black huh? black widow uh, kind of lays eggs in, a, in the husband or, <laughs> or yeah. eats yeah. and kills or something after copulation. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, the seahorse carries, yeah. hey, the, 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 the male carries, I don't care what the male seahorse does. <laughs> that is kind of cute like though. Huh? That is kind of cute though. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I used to, we used to sell seahorses, you know, right. to grab them like this. <laughs> so, uh, you, but you know something, like like I was saying, the the course, I, I really, okay. So, so the great things about what we do in the class, first of all, we really kind of cover material that you don't usually run into as, as, a, as a typical student of knowledge, taking classes and courses and lectures. One of the, my favorite parts is that we kind of, go into a Muslim courtroom and see the philosophy under which the judge operates. You know, people think mm. that the, the Sharia is like, it's like the, in the Muslim state, there's a blood quota that needs to be reached every month. So like, uh, what, what's happening? We're going to chop anything off today. Like, seen, like, uh, like Aladdin. 
like oh hey like aladdin oh, exactly like <laughs> like aladdin those clips are unbelievable like my kids watched it during quarantine and i was like this is unbelievable. Like where, where she takes the apple or whatever yeah, and he's like aha and it's like the vendor himself was just gonna chop her like no judge nothing mm-hmm. you know uh, and part of that is that even for Muslims, like we we didn't live in a Muslim state, so we don't really know what it looks like. So we imagine because of Hollywood that mm-hmm. it's like the Wild West, but ex- instead of guns, they have swords. You, know, you don't like someone, just call them outside. You duel it out. You know, someone yeah. steals, just pull your sword out. Really, how would there be law and order if everyone just chop and say, "Oh, well, I caught him stealing"? No judge, no witnesses, nothing. But so so like that when you see the philosophy under which the judge operates you see that in certain with certain crimes the judge his job is to act as your lawyer his job mm-hmm. is to find some kind of doubt so he can push away the punishment so you don't need to get a lawyer you don't need to defend yourself the judge will tell you oh just go home and repent oh we don't you know we don't want yeah. your blood why don't you go home and make toba or he will say well there's this issue of doubt so i'm throwing the whole case out so it's really powerful and it gives people a sense of how merciful the Sharia is. And we even talk about what is the Sharia as far as, um, you know, it's, it's poor marketing. I always say uh, in, <laughs> in the beginning of the class. Bad PR. Huh? Bad PR. Very, very bad PR. The word, I say this in the, in, the, in the class and in the promo, I think, that I, I once, there was this president, and he said on national television, we're going to bring the Sharia and we're going to cut off hands, we're going to cut off feet. I'm like, <laughs> have you ever heard a president selling democracy like that? Yeah. You know, like I, mean, I can't do, well, I don't know Biden much, but you know, Obama never came to a, a country and said, we're going to bring democracy. We're going to put people in the gas chamber, electric chair. <laughs> it mm-hmm. never happened. Mm-hmm. But we just sell it in the worst way possible. Um, but uh, you, you remind uh, me of um, this uh Sheikh Haytham, he, he mentioned like when he used to go to Saudi, he used to um, uh, kind of uh, just just shadow some judges and, and look at some cases. And he told us of the time where somebody almost got stoned to death. Right. He said like it never happens. Like, But one time they got close and the judge was like, I think it was a Filipino man uh, and, a, and, a, and another woman who wasn't, wasn't a Saudi. They were like, he goes... Um, okay, so you commit zina, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> and he was like, wow. "Okay," and he, like he didn't know. He was just telling the truth. Um, and he goes um, to the woman. He goes, "Did you, did you um, do this?" And she was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay." Um, <laughs> they stuck. What are we supposed to do now? Uh, then he goes, "Are you are you married?" And they both were like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well." Um, we have to adjourn uh, adjourn for Salah And then we'll come back afterwards um, After Salah he, he, and, and then he's like whispering to his aides And that kind of stuff And you know he's he's uh, he's he's sending people there To talk to them and that kind of stuff After Salah they, they come back um, He um, He asks them again um, Did you commit zina? And they said no And he goes okay case closed Let's wow. uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's so what it's like. like nobody, nobody really looks at, and it's important though not to publicize this stuff. And this is the norm. But yes. uh, as Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, you know, he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself said that Udra ul Hudud bi Shubuhat, 
او بشبهه يو نو تراين تو تراي تو ريبيل او افويد ذا بانشمنت اف ذيس اني يو نو اكسكيوز اني اني ا داوت ذا امبورتنت بوك كولد داوت ان اسلاميك لو اي فورغوت ذا اوثرز نيم اتس ا وومن um uh, dr asim quresh he did a, a review on it on some trying to see check it out uh, <laughs> but uh it, it, it's such a a, a a better system than to have one thing kind of codified and just blasted on everyone in every kind of situation not not looking at the 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 consequences not looking at the you know um uh, any mitigating circumstances and stuff like we say in, uh, in the uk just to someone who's overly rigid in implementing some rule or something we just say like a oh, computer says no right <laughs> exactly. as in like you know no i have to uh, give you this ticket because one one wheel was outside the thing why i'm here though <laughs> or because yeah. that's the rule but i'm here and like yeah. literally writing the tickets delaying me moving the car but computer says no yeah, yeah. exactly and uh, but but honestly by the way we don't spend the whole class on that because really it deals with with zina mm. until until about verse 10 and then it deals with defending people's honor it deals with defending aisha radiallahu anha which the rules that apply to her mm. apply to everyone else and then it talks about the the etiquettes of visitation so so we cover a whole bunch of things and then you know how tafsir is sometimes it's linguistic sometimes it's fiqh based sometimes it's aqida based and i made sure that we've got a mix of all you know some people think tafsir is just linguistic oohs and ahs you know oh here allah used this word like oh but sometimes it gets history sometimes it's uh, sira sometimes there's aqida in it and I, I can fairly say we've got a blend of all these. We've got the grammatical stuff. We've got the we've got the oohs and ahs. So, yeah, absolutely. We've got a bunch of those. And um, one of the things I remember, I was like probably seventeen or eighteen, and I took uh, the uh, the masjid behind our house was doing a whole series on the tafsir of Surah An-Nur, and I, since then I just loved it, and I loved all the etiquettes, the rules of visitation. which by the way the rules of using your cell phone are derived from that and and i always tell people like so many of these rules like for example lowering the gaze when you enter someone's home you know some people come into your home and they're just taking <laughs> mental <laughs> pictures of everything right they'll see the vase and like oh i see that as the sells it for 9.99 <laughs> just i know someone who was invited for dinner at someone's home and they said you want to go wash your hands and went into the bathroom is washing his hands on the sink and then he moved the curtain the shower curtain to see if they clean the tub or not <laughs> and when the tub was dirty he goes sweeping under the carpet like are you the inspector lowering your gaze in people's homes but it applies to when someone opens the trunk of their car what would happen now dr salman if four guys are standing and then one guy opens the trunk of his car the other three are all going to go like this be like who's that guy car. tied up in there <laughs> <laughs> what's the banging noise in your <laughs> or or if your phone rings let's say you don't have a cover your phone rings you tell your friend can you hand me my phone they don't do this they do this <laughs> uh, who, who's jessica um, uh, <laughs> why are you looking at my phone or when you open your wallet i remember one time i, I met a guy at the airport it was one of the brothers and i opened my bag and he just goes like to to look inside the bag 
Or you open your wallet, everyone goes like this to look Was inside. he the security guard? And I wish. Then at least he would have a reason to. <laughs> but it's these great etiquettes that are just kind of lost. How, how many mm. times can I call you on my phone before? It's, it, it's, it's the equivalent it's three, right? of knocking on your door three times, right? Not three rings, though, but he <laughs> left his making three calls at this point. Yeah. Uh, I know a guy who called someone 54 times in a row. And wow. he's telling me, I called him 54. He's like proud of it, you know? And in the end, when the guy wouldn't answer, he called his wife. And <laughs> this guy is Sudani, right? But he spoke to her in Urdu because he lived in, in Pakistan. He speaks excellent Urdu. So he's like, emergency, hey, emergency. <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs> Karachi. He's like, I'm calling from Karachi. And then she gives the phone to her. And he's like, Salam alaikum. She hands the phone like, to her husband. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Can't> you. <laughs> So these these mm. I, I love these kind of niceties, let's call them, that are lost now. These little ma- manners and mannerisms here and there. So the rules of visitation, but the rules of visitation are linked to, to zina because people, by the way, they didn't have istidhan before Islam. That people would someone would just enter your home and he would announce out loud, Qad I have entered. And as one of the companions, he said. Someone just stepped in his doorway and he said, Adhul. So he's standing in the doorway. He said, Adhul. He said, Amma As with your eyes, you have entered. As with your rear end, you still haven't entered. <laughs> because the only thing outside my house is your rear end, your posterior. <laughs> but everything else is inside the house. That's not how you ask for permission. Mm. Or, and Nabi Sallallahu knows, just had a stick or something. He was like scratching his head with in his own home. And you can feel when someone is staring at you, right? I don't know why that is. Like, I don't know who can. Is there any study? But but when someone is staring at you, you feel something burning like the side of your head. You turn around. You know, I used to live in a country where people stare like crazy. Like you'd be sitting in the car and you feel like something is burning the side of your face. You turn and there's a guy on you like this. And then we we were kids, so it would like we'd stare back. Usually, when you stare back at someone, they just they look away and pay attention to what they're doing. And they would just keep staring right at you. And we'd do this. And they would do this. I was like, I got you on camera. <laughs> just keep staring. This is before camera. This is way back from This is when I was young. <laughs> but the point is that those are like the etiquettes that we, that we start mm. to cover that in the class. And then we get to, obviously, the verse of Noor. Allah. And the verse of Noor, you can really understand it when you get to the verse of darkness. And it's really, really powerful the way it's described. And then it deals with the hypocrites because they actually start the accusation against Aisha. And one of the beneficial things there is that it describes how the hypocrites, if they're called to Allah and his messenger, so that he, here meaning the messenger, will judge between them. And you know how some people, so what was it in the Quran? Look what Allah is saying here. Only God can judge me. Yeah, absolutely right. (laughs) So the hypocrites are called to the judgment Mm. of the Prophet, they will not come. But then, if they're going to win and they have the right, they will come rushing to the Prophet. And how many Muslims behave the same way when when they know? Like one of the shiuch was telling me, he was dealing with a divorce case. And the wife is trying to get over half a million dollars from her husband. And so and she was telling him, it's my right. And he's telling her, you don't have a right, really. 
to take this man's money like that. You don't. It's by right. And, uh, no, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> like, no, it's not. Like what? This guy's been working hard and spending on you for years. What makes you think you can just take half his wealth? But in Islam, you're just robbing this guy. And then you know what she says to the chef? She's like, "You're just old school." <laughs> Yeah, like I should, or or you know, many times in, in the masjid. This was this is not in in Houston, Texas, where I'm in. So there's nobody think that this is another city where I used to live. And this guy, he did something wrong. You know, wasn't that level of seriousness. But his wife got upset. All her friends were like, they had joint accounts. Take him for every cent he's got. All her friends, take him for every cent he's got. He said she emptied out all my bank accounts and everything. Mm. Like, you don't have the right to do that. You are stealing from this individual. You're you're a thief, you know. But her friends think, yeah, he did this to you. Take his money. You're a thief. You know, imagine, yeah. if, imagine a stranger did something bad to me. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna rob his house tonight. We're gonna do a B and E. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna come and rob him at night because how could he do that? To me? No, you can't. You don't have the right to yeah. take someone's money because of what they did to you. But I mean, these are the things. It's, it takes a lot of that same thing that we talked about. It takes that will to resist your primal urge for revenge or to lash out at someone or to um, transgress against them. It takes yeah. a lot of integrity and that is what, uh, you know, that, that, that resisting the material impulse is the same as uh, resisting the, you know, the urge to commit these types of zina and this stuff as well. You can you and so that's, that's a compare there's a munasaba there. You can you can take that one for free. Inshallah. Oh for your uh, for the course. <laughs> it's already been recorded probably. <laughs> but uh, you know, we did we did a campaign about this last year uh-huh. uh, across mm-hmm. the UK and we're thinking this year we expand it a bit to the US and other countries in Europe. Um it's called In Their Shoes. Uh it's a campaign to stop or to, to raise awareness and make toxic the practice of using children um, as kind of weapons in in divorce yes. or custody cases and stuff. It happens from men and women. It's it's like it happens on both sides. But um, its un- its underlying thing is this: that this is actually taking people very close to serious kind of sin and kufr. Even if that if they, you know, um, refusing to have uh, you know uh, go to what Allah has given uh, given us when it comes to the due process. Of you know uh, dealing with these uh, things and instead just being motivated by your own desire for revenge or you know getting one at, uh, about your ex-wife or ex-husband and stuff and and it's about putting the, putting yourselves in the the children's shoes so that's yeah. where the, the name comes from in their shoes. Salam guys, last one I promise. Just a reminder: if you do like this podcast, give it a like, give it a share, let us know in the comments below. I think it will really help with the algorithms and stuff. Salam. I'm telling you, man. There's, there's this. Uh, it's actually that's that's actually excellent. I, I always, I have a great title for a book uh, on divorce. I, I don't have the time. I'm not gonna write it. But I imagine that if I wrote it, the title would be "How to Get a Divorce Like a Normal Person." You know, <laughs> they're really using children as a weapon. There's this chef. A lot of your audience will probably not be familiar with because he's in Ar- Egyptian. He's in Arabic. He's hilarious, and he's he's so funny. And you got these isolated clips from him. People are just passing around on WhatsApp and whatever. So one time this lady calls him up. He's got a live show on TV. And she said, yeah, Sheikh, I divorced my husband. Can I use the child as a weapon against him? And he just very quickly and seriously looks at the camera. He says, 
If you do that, you will enter the hellfire and you will sit on the lap of Abu Jahl. <laughs> <laughs> so get a divorce like yeah. a normal person. Don't don't ruin. You know what? There was we had this neighbor in Virginia, and uh, she was divorced. She had two sons or three sons, and she was a very wise woman. Even though she was not a student of knowledge or or actually even a hijabi, she was very wise and Muslima, and she would say. Uh, to tell us, yani, as much as their father did things to me, I always praise him in front of the kids. I always make sure that he is big in their eyes. He, she put aside what he did to her, and she's always talk, speaking wonderfully about the father so that the kids see. So some part, it's 50%, the minute, it's 50% them. <laughs> People don't realize absolutely, this. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Attacking your spouse is attacking half of them. Yeah. I know one couple. They had the, the the parents had a fight, and when the father came home, all the kids refused to give him salam. Or they all like just looked at him and said rude things to. Him. How dare you bring the children in this? Yeah, and and by the way, the course is called confidential because you're supposed to keep it to yourself. Uh, you're supposed to even if you actually witness people committing zina, the, you're not supposed to tell people. You're not supposed to embarrass them. You're not supposed to destroy their reputation. Whereas. This one, that, that couple where I was telling you, you know, take him for every cent he's got. So she told all her friends about what he did. Guess what all her friends did? At dinner, they told their husbands in front of their kids. So then this whole school, the kids go to school and they tell everyone else. Mm-hmm. Why do you think her children, she has two children, and they're grown. Yeah, not grown, but she, they're old enough to understand something's wrong. And everyone in school is telling them what their father did. Because you embarrassed it, and then they got back together. By the way, mm. so now what? Now you got now you're the family's back together, but the whole city, and including the children and your children, know what happened. You should have kept it to yourself. That doesn't mean a woman can't reach out for help, but your best friends that's not reaching out for help when you tell her and she tells her and you tell her. But these again, these are like the kinds of things that are lost in society, and we cover them in detail in the class. Which, by the way, you can go to a Maghrib online and register for the <laughs> for this class. And um, um, some Trinity viewers will get a special free entry to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sweating. Free entry with a simple donation <laughs> of 100 pounds. Do you guys say quit? Yeah, yeah. Why do you say that? Because uh, that's just our tradition. We've been through this before, no. right? You Americans are that's not horrible. a people of tradition, and you know, giving haber to to your to your English <laughs> roots instead of yeah, right. Just all this tahrif of the the language. Let's let's not open that can of worms. Improve the first one. Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are you uh, when are you next? Uh, you know, they they're doing another. I was just looking at some of our. Our pictures and stuff from the family retreat. They're going to do another one soon, inshallah. In is it uh, Morocco or Turkey this time? I think Turkey. Really? I think they're doing one Same in a place? ski resort. Ski a new, resort? A new, new place, yeah. I'm Ch- out. Check this one. I'm out. <laughs> Black people Black don't people. ski. <laughs> we don't ski. I'm out. That's <laughs> okay. So you can uh, we can chill in the uh, what's that thing called? That you the, just go around the. A little buggy, a little buggy that takes people up and down the mountain. Yeah, some people. Yeah, some people call it uh, telefreak. Some people call it gondola or something. 
No idea. Remember this? Oh my God! What are you doing, man? <laughs> horrible. Oh man, look at this horrible picture. What am I eating? Where is it? This is that Salad. resort, huh? Yeah. Oh, I was skinny then. I was very skinny. Where's your picture gone? Wait. Of me, my picture. Let me. There you are. Right. Man, the editors are going to be drunk. like really annoyed that I'm uh, messing up the screen screen recording, but we're going we're going to do something. You got to start another uh, scandal, man. You see, there's no fork, so the food is floating. And clearly, I'm using magic. Ooh. Again. <laughs> <laughs> no way, really. I love how I hid the meat behind all the the, the, the Remember this? This was when we were filming in the pool. That's and you're so contemplating your life choices. The right man. <laughs> I remember Did you guys we, have, see? Look at that martini glass. I'm so upset about that. Look I remember that. we broke you that with that day. We made you go against yeah. everything you believed in. <laughs> yeah, but I it was worth do it. A rant on the rant series, you know. What about this? Oh, oh, is that being, a raw nerve there? Right, let's do a let's do a Sheikh Kamal Al Maki reacts video. <laughs> really? Put your We'll put your thing in the corner of the screen and show your show your reaction. I swear, you know something? I that's another thing I hate reaction videos. <laughs> now you're making me do something I don't want to get. Reaction videos are so what's the word? Like so eager to like I'm so great. Just watch me. Watch react. me, watch TV. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but this is relevant it. because this is showing you um getting schooled when it comes to uh basketball. Oh this when, is when you challenge me. I remember what, what what is it you said you said of course I'm gonna win I'm black yeah I said that so, yeah something like that you're like we're naturally good at so, all so wait a minute this is you're showing us the the one out of the four the one <laughs> no no, no this is one. the only one <laughs> can you hear that it's a bit loud oh look at that look at him go Oof. short hair happening shh, 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 shh. am I in this song? Mm. I know you're beating me Adoken! Adoken! Let's forward this. Bit long. This, this goes on for a while. Like uh, you know, because because when you keep winning, you, uh, okay, you keep but, going but to. But there's the some top. important information. Well, this is stage one. No, that's me. Yeah. Huh? I think this. Is me. Okay, but you, you got, come on. Oh, this Tell is me. Everyone, the importance of information. Oh no, it was just me. Where's your one? How many times? How many? <laughs> That whole thing, that whole trip, you spent half of it that's practicing true. on that thing. True or that's false? That's true. But that that's <laughs> that's like that's like saying, "Hey, you're, Michael Jordan's good at basketball because he practiced so much." So that's fair exactly enough. like saying that. Yeah. Yes, it, it that's, is. That was my score, and I think yours was like fifty or something, uh, if I remember correctly. It was on somebody <laughs> else's phone. I can't remember. I can't see the. Uh... <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh, remember this glass. Oh, that was so making me so mad. I'm telling you, I have issues with. Look, why do why do we have to pretend that I'm getting boozed up to be living the life? That's what I'm saying. You know, you know when that uh, that horrendously disgusting movie came out, the Fifty Shades of whatever, right? Every I don't know what other you're lecture, about. huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, good. That's exactly what I want to hear. Every other lecture. I had a friend, every lecture of his, uh, Fifty Shades of Toba, Fifty Shades of Tokwa, Fifty sh Why do we have to oh, name lectures after this filth? Yeah. You know, this is it.
Is this your one? See, I just want the audience to, to no. realize how all these are just one <laughs> angle, one. <laughs> you don't have a video of us playing together and you actually beating me. So no, as far no, no, as I'm no. concerned, yeah. it never happened. You, uh, me beating you or you beating me? You beating me. You don't have a single yeah. video. It's just videos of you by yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. And they have There's to been, been a bit of uh, technical difficulties. I'm on the other side. I think Mahmoud was recording those ones. Um, yes. So just keep those videos sense. with Mahmoud. <laughs> <laughs> How's Mahmoud doing, by the way? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, he's well. He's well. Inshallah. We're missing you guys, man. Yeah. We need to uh, we need to organize a, a link up soon. Inshallah. When are I'll you next you, out of the USA? Uh, huh? in, a, in a good country that we can go and visit you in. Allah, I don't know. Let me tell you something. Uh, I said this on one of my uh, one of my shows on Facebook. I was saying that. Are you there, talking about us? Just, oh, yeah, I'm talking about the UK. Yeah, there's there's just like the UK is just. I mean, I'm being very fr- just a miserable, miserable, <laughs> tight gray place. You know, just a tight gray place. But I'll tell you something. I would, this one reason I would move to the UK, and I really would actually pack up and move. No, I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm really honored. I think we, that's enough time we've got. That's no, that's, that's, no, that's no. The whole time we, all the time we have. If I could guarantee to be close to Sheikh Haytham and Haddad, Allah I would move anywhere in the world except France for Sheikh Haytham. Like I would literally move anywhere in the world except France just to yeah. be near Sheikh Haytham. If Sheikh, okay. like I said, if Sheikh Haytham moved to France and called me, he's like, "Hey, there's a, you know, you can move with this." I'll be like, "Chef, what are you breaking up? Hello, Chef. Yeah. Hello. That's it. But otherwise." I, honestly, what you guys look, you guys have, but Allah is merciful, right? It's like when someone is deaf, but he's very strong. So in Sudan, we say Allah takes one thing from you and gives you another, right? Yeah. You guys in the UK have nothing. It's a it's a disastrous place. But wallah, you guys have good brotherhood. You know, you have great company. I love being around the company of brothers from the UK. It's just amazing. You guys have that, okay? And maybe some food also, some desi food. But beyond mm-hmm. that, you guys have nothing. But but I would trade it all for that brotherhood you guys have and just mm. being around Atham and it's just beautiful. It's Allah really, Allah. really nice. Yeah. So And I can honestly say that out of all of the Al Maghrib guys and the normal American people, I think you're the only one who we can actually sit and have a proper beer together with. Halal beers, a few beers. Uh <laughs> together with because your your manhaj is closer to the manhaj of uh, the brothers in the UK, manage of uh, just jokes and bents. Okay, uh, and, and by the way, the, the other thing must be the baraka and, and the tarbiya of uh, the Sudan experience mm-hmm. that links you with Sheikh Haytham <laughs> as well. And the other thing, you guys, I, I don't like praising British people, but I swear mm. you guys are witty, man. You guys have good puns and they yeah. come quickly. You know, here we really well. have dumb puns here. So you guys are good. <laughs> your, 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 your company is great. I'm telling you, that's the one thing you guys have going. So just ride that wave. That's all you have. Just ride it. <laughs> we will, inshallah. Uh, I'm conscious that's of the time. Um, we need to we need to link up soon, inshallah. Um, which country are you not banned from? Um, I, I'm, I'm banned from two but one of them, as a result of being banned from there, I'm banned from five others. <laughs> because it's okay. some part of some uh, horrendous European coalition thing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm banned from five automatically because of being banned from one. And so total let's, now I let's think there's do seven. A, 
Let's do a let's do a trip on somewhere we can meet. I know I said this to you last time, but we're gonna work to try and get you unbanned from here, inshallah, because it's completely Ooh. ridiculous. Uh, someone like yourself, the you know the only uh, funny American, is banned from the the UK. It's some kind of conspiracy. But uh, soon, inshallah, in the family uh, events when they do something next. Um, well, absolutely, we'll we'll catch you online in the course. Have the dates been set? Um, Adil's just uh, kind of, uh, I think, finalizing them now. There's going to be yeah, one in look. the UK in December and one mm-hmm. in uh, 2022 in Turkey in a ski resort or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had it here first, guys. <laughs> Don't tell me much. <laughs> Might get in trouble. Okay. But, uh, Send me the turkey dates as soon as you know them Because yeah. this time the plan is to bring the entire family The entire family, absolutely Mashallah. So, so I gotta start so not gonna let, see let, you me know, <laughs> let me know as soon as possible So I can clean my car up and start Ubering yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start doing Ubers like save yeah. money <laughs> Start a campaign Buy some skis huh? Buy some skis <laughs> Buy some skis, take skiing lessons You know yeah. Okay, so um, I'll, we'll let you go, inshallah. Um, brothers and sisters, Zakma Khairan for to the Sheikh for uh, joining us, and Zakma Khairan for you uh, tuning in at home. Remember, if you like this podcast, give a like and a share. Uh, let us know in the comments uh, how do you think, uh, you know, if you agreed or disagreed with anything. If you like it, give it a like. If you dislike it, then press the dislike thumb downs button twice. There you go. See what I did there. Um, and check out Sheikh Kamal Al Maki's. Uh, course, <laughs> check, check out Sheikh Kamal Maki's course. Uh, just a reminder, Sheikh, how do they how do they check it out? Where do they, they go? They go to Al Maghrib online and they find they click on confidential. Next to it, they'll see a picture of like a a, a thumbnail of a handsome man. That would be me. And then, <laughs> <laughs> even you can say with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> then register register for the class, inshallah. Awesome. And uh, I know everyone like like sells the class. I I really I, I teach five different courses for the Maghrib. I really do believe uh, this one and the Dawa one are mm. the most important if you're living in the West. And I not just selling the class. I it's a must basically. It's your it's, it's your magnum love. opus. It's your special uh, special uh, yes, uh, baby. Inshallah. Yeah. Yes, thank you for translating that. <laughs> oh, he's an American. He wouldn't understand that. <laughs> like a and a Google Burger to you again. as well. Zakhlaq al Sheikh and Zakma Khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.